Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today CIO Podcast. I'm John Lin, the Founder and Chief Editor at Healthcare IT Today, and I'm excited to bring you the most practical healthcare CIO insights and perspectives. We know your job is challenging and we want to help you be more successful. And our guest today is Laura Marquez. She's Senior Digital or Senior Director for Digital Transformation at University of Utah Health. Welcome, Laura. Thanks. Great to be here with you. Thank yeah, you. so excited for this discussion. We're here at the Utah Hymns event. It's nice of them to host us. Uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and U of U Health. Yeah, it's my first time in uh, the Utah Hymns event. Uh, I've only been in Utah for uh, just over a year, so um, but not new to healthcare. So I've been uh, in healthcare for over 22 years now. Started my career kind of from the ground up, actually. Uh, I was pre-med bound, never got in, uh, <laughs> but that's okay. Works fell into out. yeah, <laughs> fell into IT and um, really started my career as a as a clinical informaticist and analyst, and uh, just loved it. So. Um, I, in 2009, I finished uh, a master's degree in healthcare administration and um, it just opened up a world of possibilities for, for me and uh, started leading teams and multiple teams and got into that epic space. Nice. So, um, and then, you know, my career actually took me all the way to the East Coast mm -hmm. um, and, and that was a great, a great opportunity to, to really see um, a whole new world of uh, leading out um, more teams and more applications, and that was wonderful. But I missed the West, so <laughs> that's uh, their digital transformation, um, really getting back to the patient uh, and, and being able to excel healthcare and maximize technology. So that's where I'm brought me back, and now I'm in Utah. That's awesome, and you know I want to dive into some of that passion for for, for the technology and, and using it. I, you know I've seen you obviously at a lot of different events talking about it, but you know it's interesting you mentioned the East versus West. How do you see the East Coast healthcare kind of different than West Coast healthcare? Yeah, you know in my time in Seattle, um, one of the things that I I think was really profound was the use of clinical informatics. Really the West Coast, I think, um, and I see it here in the Intermountain West area too, we have a very strong, robust, um, and well-developed use of clinical informatics. We rely heavily on those partners for the for our liaisons. You know, between the clinicians and IT, we really see how strong of partnerships we need mm -hmm. in clinical informatics. And on the East Coast, um, I really had to fight for that, you know, it, we just, um, especially it was just not as well developed. I think it was um, something that I saw a real need for. And um, I remember in some of my, uh, in, in some of the parting uh, words, you know, me and my CMIO were saying, we need more positions. We really <laughs> need this role to, to happen. So that was definitely a big gap. Um, otherwise, we're all fighting the same problems. Yeah, the problems are the same. Problems are the same. <laughs> they have not people changed. People are still people. Uh... Yes, and we're, we're all trying to go after the same 
um, you know, access issues, um, really trying to, uh, you know, staffing issues. How can we leverage more automation? How can we, um, you know, maximize technology? Yeah. Well, I mean, I love that your title is digital transformation, right? Director of digital transformation. So let's talk about some of that. Share maybe one of your successful digital transformation projects and, and what you did and, and what made it successful. Yeah, it's fun because um, with all my vast epic experiences mm -hmm. that I have had at different organizations, I think what's unique is that I bring that lens of having um, seen what a vendor can offer to mm -hmm. different organizations. And um, one of the great parts that, um, that, that the University of Utah has um, that I would say differentiates maybe some other organizations is the longevity of staff. Okay. So we have really the IT teams. Um, it's impressive to see the tenure of our IT staff. So that's great, but it's also they haven't seen what other hmm. orgs have done. So you have... Um, kind of a, a pro and a con. Yeah, so institutional knowledge. You have institutional knowledge. Institutional uh, uh, yeah, challenges too. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I, when I was able to arrive, I had said, hey, have you seen some of these things that we can do? And um, there's a great appetite for change. Hmm. So um, definitely bringing some new ideas. We have been able to really um, move forward with um, now bringing forward user design thinking and crafting out what is the patient journey going to look like? So I would say what I've really brought forward from a digital transformation lens is the partnership with both marketing and patient experience, new ways of thinking, and coupling that with a, um, with a persona and journey of the patient. Hmm. So we are deploying more modules that are going to have more of the consumer relationship management, hmm. um, more ways um, for you know, um, how we really access and navigate our patients through our systems and um, you know, bringing you know, texting um, and uh, you know, uh, that personalized journey. So we're we're in implementation phases right now. So we're not done yet. It's sure. a journey, but it's digital transformation it is. ever done. No, <laughs> no. So I can't I can't say it's really like you know uh, a buttoned up bow on top project is done, sure. but it certainly is. Um, you know we're we're transforming, and we're about to like blow up our you know our digital front door. Oh, okay. it's, it's we we know that we have to really revamp how our patients find care, you know, search for care, how they schedule care. So um, really highly targeted um, efforts around that access to care. See, and that's what I wanted to ask you, like how do you define digital transformation in healthcare? But maybe I should be asking, how do you define the perfect patient journey <laughs> or, or the ideal patient journey? I, it feels like it's the same question and maybe I should phrase it from the patient perspective as opposed to this digital perspective. Yeah, and I think that's maybe what has been missing, right? We get so technology focused, mm -hmm. but technology is an enabler. We have to remember what is what problem are we trying to solve? What do the patients want? Yeah. Right? And, and there so, are some administrative problems to solve too. That's yes, fair. <laughs> yes, yes. But the patient is the key focus. Exactly. Exactly. And when when I moved to Utah, it was so hard to even find that doctor. 
what location is closest mm. to me in my new home? I, I mean, even finding that and then who was available for online scheduling mm -hmm. versus having to pick up the phone. And so, you know, that friction that we're introducing, those are easy things to solve, but seemingly we make it so difficult. And so, um, you know, those are the, the, what my CMIO now has, has said, what are the rocks in our shoes? Mm. What can we really take away? But at, at the University of Utah Health, we're really focused on thinking about the total experience. So that's the other piece of this journey that we're on. It's not only just about the patient. We can't make something easy for one group mm. on the backs of another. Hmm. Okay, we have to think holistically, and yeah. I'll give you a great example. I'm yeah, sure you've heard, I've, I'm sure you've heard a lot about this the burden of in basket messages on providers, right? Yeah, and they're starting to charge for them. And yes, this whole discussion. Yeah. Yes, so we we as a system, as a you know healthcare nationwide, we seemingly made it easier for patients to message their providers, but we did that on the backs of the providers. Mm -hmm. So we didn't think about the total picture. So as we move forward with any digital technology, we have to be mindful about what does that total experience look like? And we can't be you know, doing it at the expense of another group. So just like as we bring on new technology, um, whether it be remote nursing, you know, okay, we're gonna ease the burden for remote um, you know, ambient listening and we're gonna make documentation easier. Who's that gonna fall on? Is it right. gonna be the coders? <laughs> Are we gonna now make someone else's job downstream mm -hmm. harder? Are the patients gonna suffer? <laughs> Are the patients gonna suffer? Yeah. You know, Are we going to ultimately, is there gonna be a lawsuit because we're gonna have um, a patient say, was that an artificial intelligent answer response mm. instead of a human response? Yeah, and that's, how do you strike that balance though? Because there's risk in any sort of transformation, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, legal risk, financial risk, yes. et cetera, right? Yes. But we also, there's risk in doing nothing as well. So yes. how do you think about those two kind of competing ideas? Yes, great question. We have to bring back the voice of each constituent. So we have to invite the patient voice to the table. And so um, as we are looking to form more of these product teams or multidisciplinary teams, we make sure our patient experience team is part of that group, or we make sure the billing team is part of that group. You know, we're really trying to round out um, to make sure that we're not missing anything. And we ask that question, what are we missing? Mm. What did we not think about? Yeah. You know, and so, and we're, we're going to miss something, but sure. that's part of our new mindset is let's be more agile with it. Let's fail fast and learn fast. And so that we can, you know, bring something to, to life, to production, iterate fast and, and do things more quickly versus the traditional healthcare, you know, as we've always done it pre pre pandemic, you know, I think with the pandemic, we got much faster sure. and, and better. It but just realize that the lies we were telling ourselves about how long something took. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, but like, let's move away from the waterfall traditional project management and move more in with an agility mindset so that we can realize value faster and deliver value faster and then make it more personalized and really get after what not only our patients and caregivers want and need, but, um, you know, really solve the problems that are at the forefront and what they are expecting. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm thinking of your former colleague, Dirk Stanley, who I think introduced yes. us to the very first time. Yes. He says we need more architects and less builders. <laughs> or maybe not even less builders, but we need more architects, yeah. you know, not just builders. The and blueprints. It sounds like that's kind of what you're saying is that, you know, we need to think more holistically about it and plan it and, yes. and hear from everyone. So the architect puts everything into it rather than I heard from you, I'll build it. And then, you know, yes. you just have the impacts. Yes, yes. And, and we can't build something that, um, I think oftentimes we, we need to, um, my CIO, Donna Roach is, is now saying this, you know, love the problem, not the solution, mm -hmm. you know, like let's really think more about the problem and, you know, the, we'll get the right people in the room to come up with the solutions. But oftentimes I think a lot of our caregivers and end users and customers come to IT already with a half-baked solution in mm. mind. And, you know, I think we want to partner with them to say, bring the problem to us and let us come up with the solutions, you know, love the problem and, and let us be the experts. And we could partner with, again, getting that multidisciplinary team together to really brainstorm and then be able to come up with the best solution and, yeah. and partner with other vendors or look at our tech stack across and say, do we already have the right platform in place to solve this problem? Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And, and I think when you're trying to, yeah, I love that, love the problem, not the solution. The challenge is that technology is moving so quickly that what we couldn't solve two years ago, we can solve now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as you kind of look at some of these technologies that are happening right now and that are coming out, uh, what are you most excited about? You know, whether you've implemented it or not, what are you kind of keeping your eye on with technology that you think could solve some of those future problems that you fall in love with? <laughs> yes, yes. Hands down, I think there's, um, it, this is a ripe time for the automation, the generative yeah. AI. This is the natural language processing, the large language models. Um, this, we are just scratching the surface. And, yep. and when we look at, um, the hype curve, you know, I think, I think, you know, some people say, oh, this is, we're at the top. I, I don't believe we are. I think yeah. we are really just scratching the surface. I think that, um, just like the, the automobile industry, right? The automobile was a game changer. Mm -hmm. This is a game changer for our industry. I really do believe that. But this the is... first automobiles weren't very safe. They weren't very <laughs> reliable. Absolutely. They were... Absolutely. <laughs> That's interesting, a good example. And yes, <laughs> and so we are, we have no rules, regulations. We have, we're writing the, the playbook as There's no seatbelts. <laughs> perfect analogy. And so I think we have to be, automation is, could be the most dangerous thing. Mm. So we have stood up a um, automation center of excellence. Okay. We are using Gartner's um, model where we are forming governance, community and brokerage so that we are really being um, very thoughtful about how we introduce automation, including AI into our, our environments. Um, we want to partner, um, you know, very closely, you know, to make sure that our data is protected and that we have a closed data system. Okay. You know, I think yeah, that's, yeah. you know, security and privacy is of most importance in mm -hmm. our industry sure. with PHI. I think it's, um, but it's a fascinating time because not only can you reduce 
the clinician burden. But I think there's all these other ideas that we we don't even know yet. Yeah. You know, how else can it be applied? Who knows? That's what's so exciting to me. The, the generative AI and large language models has unleashed this feeling of creativity. Yes. Around things we would have been like, no, you can't do that. And now we're yes. like, eh, maybe we can. Yes. And but, the other yeah, part too is, um, Aside from that, like virtual reality, mm. I think that's another really exciting part of technology that's untapped. Mm. And we have um, like gamification is another piece with tied in with virtual reality, where you think about um, just how much patients, um, when they're in a hospital bed, the muscular atrophy that happens, mm -hmm. right? But can you imagine if you can put on artificial, you know, these goggles, these VR goggles, mm -hmm. and introduce this um, artificial reality to them, and they start, they're able to start moving, Yeah, you know? And, you know, seemingly someone who wouldn't be able to get out of bed might not lose as much muscle mass. Interesting. You know, and, and yeah. they're maybe more, having a little bit more joy in their day, you know, because of that. Things yeah. like that, you know, maybe we could change um, the perception of what a hospital stay looks like. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I even see it using instead of pain meds because it distracts them. So then they can use less pain meds or Correct. something like that. Or, you know, there's so many uses for VR. That, that's interesting that you point that out. Um, you know, it, I love that you have a center of excellence for this automation and AI that's happening. Is it really making an impact already, or are we still kind of in this research stage? Like, where where are we at with it? I, it's like I said, I think it's in its infancy, but um, the movement is already happening. Yeah, I think we, you know, there's been predictive models, there's been clinical decision support, sure. you know, in our systems for a long time. There's been automation introduced into our systems for a long time generative AI is brand new, mm -hmm. you know, to actually have large language models learning on top of one another, mm -hmm. um, you know, that is definitely new. And that's where um, it's, it's fascinating to think yeah. about. Um, even we're thinking about outside of the electronic health record, another project that we're looking at is within our own intranet. So, you know, for employees, and you think about highly regulated industry that gets um, you know, whether it be um, the Joint Commission that comes in or uh, locally in Utah, we use um, our crediting body is called the DNV. Mm -hmm. They come in and they might come to the nurse and say, show me the your heparin policy, you know, and that mm -hmm. nurse has to go and find the most up to date document, you know, and pull that policy. Mm -hmm. Well, if we don't have a good document management system, you know, we could get a citation. Sure. And so, you know, how can we serve our caregivers better by making sure they have the right tools? Yep. And so we're looking at our own internet and, and saying, we could do this better. We can give them a tool that can not only be a better document management um, system, but as well as a, an internal um, tool that can surface news and things hmm. that are personalized to what they want to know. Maybe as an environment services worker, mm -hmm. I want to I want a news feed that is meaningful <laughs> to me as sure. a provider. What what do I need to know today? You know, and I'm tapping in for my shift today, and I get a curated list of things that I need, and then as well as the policies or documents that are relevant for my job. Sure. Now it's interesting to think about. And, you know, I mean, I, I think 
it was interesting for me. I went to an EHR user conference, and they didn't mention AI at all. Six months later, I went to another one of their events, and the entire keynote was all AI. So to me, that's the illustration of how quickly, yes. you know, like from nothing to the, the entire thing was generative AI and AI and, you know, machine learning and all that's been captured. But yes. so it, it's exciting times. Um, it is. Well, as we wrap up, we always like to end with a little bit of career advice or career related questions. So uh, for you, uh, you know, what's the best piece of career advice that you've been given or you've heard or that you'd like to share? Yeah, great question. I think for me, um, I think when I, you know, I've never been afraid to move and maybe that is because of my upbringing uh -huh. as a Navy brat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I was once told, follow your own path of what brings you joy. Mm. And I've often in, when I coach others, you know, I ask that same question, what, what brings you joy? Mm. Um, but then I had a coach that said, you know, when picking a job, what job is going to round out your own competency matrix? Oh, so think about your own skills and you know, you know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, and where what job is going to be able to round you out the best. Mm -hmm. So I think that was excellent advice. Um, I will also share. I think you know, when you're at a, a position, if respect is no longer being served at the table, mm. you leave the table. Yeah, you that's know, great. I, I think that's <laughs> you know, it's there's um, always jobs uh, available out there. So from a career perspective, never be afraid to take that leap of faith. Yeah. So and of course, be moving across the country twice, you know, I was, yeah, that's quite a leap that you yes. you've lived the, the way you're saying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and what a great question. What brings you joy? I mean, I, I think that's something we should regularly ask ourselves and reframe. So yes. I love that. Yes. Well, Laura, thanks so much for uh, joining us and sharing these insights and perspectives. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for the CIO podcast by Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast applications. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for having me, John.